Welcome to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I'm your host, Technical Sergeant Brian Ellison. The Roll Call podcast focuses on people, mission, and community. I'm joined in the studio today by Keely Speck from Airmen and Family Readiness. Keely, uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our new setup. <laughs> yeah, hello. It's very fancy. It is very fancy. You make fun of me. You sound like my wife. Like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> It's not that cool. Get over yourself. <laughs> so, uh, Keely from uh, Airmen and Family Readiness, like I said, and uh, one thing I wanted to touch on real fast mm-hmm. is we were having a discussion. Now, if, if you know, whatever, World Peace wrote on this decision, you have to make a decision. It's between, mm-hmm. now, I'm just going to say this right now. I chose one of them, but I would cheat in real life. I would choose neither Nickelback or Limp Biscuit. What What does it solve? It solves world peace. If If I choose one of the artists, yeah, you got to choose Limp Biscuit or or Nickelback. Uh, can you remind me a Limp Biscuit song? Just give me a few. See hums. that? Okay. Well, um, what did they do? They did that <laughs> remake of Faith. You're gonna have to sing it. Oh. Uh, because you, you got to have faith, 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 just like that. Yeah, that's not ringing a bell. That's not ringing a bell? No, but I, I'll i give them a chance over Nickelback. Ugh. Well, that's what I said, too, but I wouldn't have, I would have neither. Thank you very much. Keely, I want to talk to you about uh, holidays. They are coming up very soon, and I know that uh, you are... Uh, you are asking folks that if they know somebody that needs help to come in and talk to you, is that correct, with uh, the meals for the holiday season? Yeah, so we, um, we're getting donations by the USO uh, for holiday help baskets. It's non-perishable food, and then there's also going to be um, some grocery cards to cover the cost. Um, and we procured, we have 30 so far Christmas trees that are going to be allotted to us for the holiday season. So we're just going to uh, let people either nominate themselves or be nominated by their unit. Um, and that's a great, I mean, that's great. And they can do that by uh, getting a hold of you at what phone number? Our phone number is 618-222-5734. Um, but preferably, if they could email the org box, we do have a brand new org box now, um, so that both Travis or I will be able to get a hold of it, even if one of us is on leave or out sick. Um, so that email address, um, we'll just put in the bio. Okay. This month is a very serious month. It's uh, Domestic Violence Month, and uh, you have a lot of resources on that, and you're very involved in that, and uh, you gave me a nice little... Uh, I, well, let's just talk about it. There's just uh, some very interesting things that I think uh, I learned that I never had thought about as being, power. I guess not abuse, but it's more power and control. A big part of abuse is the, or the goal of abuse is to have power and to um, set up that control dynamic uh, to really uh, make sure that the relationship is one-sided, typically. Um, a lot of abusers... Mm, a lot of people don't understand that they may be behaving in abusive manners. Um, and so being really 
tuned into those warning signs of uh, abusive behavior is key um, if you want to maintain a healthy relationship, but also um, that as leaders and wingmen and friends and family, it's really important to recognize when people are starting to isolate themselves or um, if you haven't heard from them in a few months or when you reach out and they're they're angry, like, please don't call me. If that's out of character for them, um, it's really important to maintain that relationship as best as you can so that um, when they do eventually reach out, um, you, it's not an I told you so moment. Uh, one of the biggest misconceptions with uh, abusive relationships is that the victim should just know when to leave um, and should just stay away. And if they don't, they're just not smart or they don't care or you know they're just making bad decisions. And it's just simply not true. Um, there's There's actually over 50 obstacles to leaving a relationship and you know some of that is internal shame um, if their family is religious or uh, if they have children and they don't know where else to go um, there's also I'm just feeling like if their partner is being threatening that if you leave I'll do this that or the other um that can make it a lot harder to leave. And if they are in a historically oppressed uh, group, okay. um, then it's it's going to be even harder to get resources for their relationship. Say if they're transgender and they're being abused by their partner, um, they may not know what's safe for them, where to go, what, what the resources are, if they're queer, if they're same sex, if they're black. Um, if they're non-citizens, you know, there's there's a whole slew of things that can keep people from getting help or knowing where to go or, or knowing that they can. And especially um, in our units, uh, we get we do get phone calls um, where people just want to look at the basics of resources and just say, hey, what can I get from TRICARE, um, for example? And then the, the conversation evolves into you know, I'm, I'm really upset at home or and kind of explaining. Um, it's not always physical violence, but the one we hear the most is financial abuse. Yeah, I was very surprised to hear about this, that uh, I, I think it's something that we or I have never thought about before, um, that control, I guess if you're controlling somebody's financial mm -hmm. uh, security, you really, I mean, you know, because you always hear about, well, so-and-so, you know, my wife or, you know, is only giving me 20 bucks this this week or what have you. And sometimes, you know, that, you know, that's something that they've worked out, but that may not be something that's true for every situation. Yeah, financial freedom is huge. Um, if you remember getting your first job or getting your first car and being able to just, like, go be your own person around the age of 18 or even 16, you know, financial freedom is what gives people hope. Um, we know that money doesn't make people happy, but it certainly uh, can afford the, the resources that um, keep us from, from not being happy. Yeah. Uh, so if, uh, if a person can't afford their favorite meal, if they're being told that they can't buy their favorite um, this isn't just frivolous spending, by right. the way. So financial right. abuse uh, would just be, you know, keeping, keeping.
keeping their spouse from getting a job, um, which is a little more like gender centric, um, but uh, keeping their credit cards locked. Uh, if they have a, a joint account, making sure that they aren't allowed to have their own account. Um, sometimes even taking the vehicle uh, so they can't even access the, the equity that they have made. Um, and what we see in the military a lot is, uh, or not a lot, but quite often we'll see a military member make a separate account when they were put on orders, for example. And then they'll filter all of their money into that account. And so then that their partner, their spouse, um, is then left without that income um, if they were used to that dual uh, bank account. So whether or not their partner has a, a full-time job, whether they're um, bringing in more income than their abusive partner or not, uh, financial abuse is not about who makes more money. It's about who is allowed to grant access and why. That's, uh, that's good, to, good to have that thought in your mind. Um, maybe when you hear, when you're you know, conversing with your other airmen or, or your friends in, in your wing or just outside of the wing in your squadron and whatnot. Uh, what can they do if uh, they maybe suspect that or, uh, yeah, what can they do if they suspect that? So the National Domestic Violence Hotline um, has, a, they just updated their website September 30th and it's really pretty. Um, it's really easy to navigate. Um, uh, so if they just go to the hotline.org, that's a really easy way to navigate um, creating a safety plan as well as things to consider for precautions to stay safe after leaving an abusive partner. Um, on average, it can take a victim um, anywhere uh, between five to seven times um, attempting to leave their partner before they stay away for good. And that goes back to those 50 obstacles. Um, but falling into the trap of apology is a huge one. Right. And so by creating a safety plan, um, that might include uh, having friends and family that might keep you accountable to your goals, um, especially if there are children involved. But um, whether or not an individual has kids does not mean that they, they matter less. And so we want to make sure that everybody feels safe and stays safe. Um, after a breakup of an abusive relationship, um, up to two years after the breakup period, um, uh, an individual is more at risk for homicide or hospitalization. And the, the numbers are, are drastic. If there's a gun in the home, um, especially when we're thinking about military communities, if there's a gun in the home, um, people who own guns are not naturally going to be shooting. Right. But if it's already an intimate partner violence uh, situation, then during that breakup period is when they're more likely uh, to either be shot or killed and it's a very strange uh dynamic this abusive relationship that uh, uh we were talking I, I guess maybe last week just you and i about how it's very fraught and it's very uh complicated where people from the outside well mm -hmm. say well just get out of it but it's not that easy because you were talking about th those obstacles uh, what do you see? What do you uh, see a lot of times when people 
make the, those five to seven attempts to try to get away from that abusive relationship. You see what, what, what exactly, what are those, uh, those traits that we see and why they go back? Well, again, on the hotline.org, uh, you can see all 50 obstacles. Um, but if you, if you just imagine uh, you get in a really big fight and you're like, that's it, I'm done, and you start driving away, um, one really unfortunately effective tactic that abusers can try is um, flipping the script kind of. So if the, if the victim leaves and says, that's it, I'm done, it's a very it's a it's like reverse psychology, and then the abuser will say, "Yeah, you're right. You're you're the worst, and I wish you'd never come back." And then immediately, uh, that victimology is then going to reinforce the victim's need to apologize or to reinforce um, that they they love them or they want to do better, and and it's it's very quick. It's a very quick mental shift from that's it I'm done to oh my gosh what did I do wrong please I'll I apologize and that's when somebody knows that they're being manipulative at that point that's not a mistake um we may not know that uh jealousy can lead to abusive behavior at first Um, we may not really identify our own behaviors um we're constantly learning how to be better people and better partners, but manipulative behavior like that is willful, and that's that's on purpose. Uh, and you can get people here uh, if they contact you at uh, your phone number. That's six one eight two 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 five seven three four. You can help them through this process if they if they have to get out of a relationship. So I want to be clear that I'm not a victim advocate. Um, but we do have a family advocacy program on base, um, and, and at a minimum, the victim advocate uh, on base will always be able to connect our people to or our families to a resource if they're eligible for the family advocacy program. Again, that that would require Title 32 federal orders or Title 10. Um, but there are a lot of really good local resources um, that that can help with the with free legal advice uh shelter um and and just emotional support during a time that someone else might be in your phone telling you everything that's wrong with you and so then if you have a a victim advocate that is reminding you the opposite um it can help that person see that their worth their value is not uh placed into just what their abuser thinks of them all right, if you want, uh, need to talk to Keely about this or want to find out more information about what you can do maybe to help an airman who, uh, who is maybe in this situation, call Keely Speck at Airman and Family Readiness, 618-222-5734. So, Keely, uh, boy, it's really hard to shift, the, to shift gears from uh, something as heavy as uh, domestic violence. But you brought a box... A nice looking red box. What is in the, what's in that box that you brought in? Well, actually, it, it is a pretty decent segue um, because, as we said, last month was Suicide Awareness Month um, and suicide prevention. The best way to prevent people from becoming victims of themselves or other people is by building that relationship uh, so that they, they feel safe to go and get help. And so 
Um, one thing that I started doing, um, I got this box from a company called We're Not Really Strangers. And ideally, I brought it um, because we really just don't know each other. Right. Uh, in general, um, anyone that comes into my office, um, I know them as an airman. And as I try to always remind them, um, looking at you right now, I said this last time I was here, uh, you always have two names on your shirt. Right. And I want to get to know the one that you identify with the most, the one that uh, you identified before the Air Force and that you'll continue to identify with after the Air Force. And so... Um, None of these questions are military related. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Which it's a nice is great. red box. I like the box. So <laughs> if someone came to in process, um, I've just been starting to um, ask them some of these questions. Um, it's kind of like a get to know you game. Okay. But um, it just gives them the opportunity to be seen. Oh, that's a great and idea. And really, um, by having some of these conversations, I have seen a difference in, in the likeliness that people will come back and want to have that safe space. Right. You know, I tell people that uh, when they in process or just when they see me ever, um, and Travis does as well, that uh, if you just if you just need to breathe and you just want to remember that you're human and that you matter, um, come to our office and we can just kick it for 15 minutes if that's what you need is a breather. And during drill... You know, we often see people that just come in and are like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm here. I'm good. Yeah, I felt like that. I felt that way last week, uh, yeah. too, which then I said, we can't talk because then we'll lose everything for the podcast and we won't have anything to talk about. <laughs> but so, okay, so there's, it's technically a game. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's three levels to this game. And the first level is focused on perception. Um and it just changes the types of questions okay. that would be asked. The second level is connection. And then the third level is reflection, which is more reflecting on um, what you got to know about that person throughout the question. Okay, so, okay. boy, this sounds like I, got, I better have a piece of paper and uh, <laughs> write it down, take notes. <laughs> it's just, it can be really fun. Okay. Okay, so I'll ask you a question first. Okay. And then I'll let you pick a card. Okay. So the first question... Now again, these are this is very serious. Okay, very serious. Hold on, let me. What's what's the name of the the name of the game? I gotta hold it out here because oh boy, I almost broke it. <laughs> We're not really strangers. Is the name of this game? <laughs> well, that's the company. I don't actually know what the game is called. I like that. We're not really strangers. Yeah. Oh, here, here. The, this book says, "Hello, stranger, out of play." <laughs> All right. Okay. First question. Yes, ma'am. This is for you. Okay, for me. Do I seem? like a cat or a dog person? I would say, a, well, you're raising your eyebrows. <laughs> I would say a cat person. You seem pretty chill. <laughs> but I can't remember. Didn't you say you have a dog or you don't have a dog? <laughs> see, see, we're not really strangers, but we're not really twins. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, I, I've never owned a cat. I've never had a cat. Um, I love dogs so, so much, but okay. I will tell you, Yeah, I did save a kitten that was in my wheel well. Oh my goodness. Just a super teeny tiny, like month old black cat, like, like, uh, witchcraft vibes, right? Like the bright green eyes. It was so oh, cute. Oh wow. 
He was so cute. How did you find him in your in your wheel well? He was just meowing out there, you know. Like um, you didn't find him after you drove like ten miles down the no, road. No, thank God. And he well, like stuck. He because a centrifugal for, <laughs> force he stuck into the wheel well. No, that poor kitten. Oh my gosh. No, so I I took him upstairs, and you know my husband is like, "What? Get that thing." outside i was like no sorry <laughs> i don't know what to do with cats so i'm just like feeding him through an eyedropper some milk was he that small <laughs> no but i didn't know that i don't know anything about cats so okay apparently he could have eaten like real food probably yeah but <laughs> i was convinced i knew what i was doing so i took him to the vet and um i wasn't able to keep him oh so, but the vet did the vet adopted him oh that's cool yeah so um, cause I don't know what to do with a cat. I, I don't really either. I used to like cats. Uh, we have a cat and two dogs now. And, uh, the cat this morning, as I'm driving to work this morning, my wife texts me and says, uh, let me see, oh, let me hear, let me just read the text. Cause this is absolutely hilarious. I could not believe this happened today. <laughs> um, or at least I thought it was funny. You may not. I don't know. Okay, let's see. You don't even like my setup in here. So you're I'm a tough like, audience. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, Okay. Mouse, the name of our cat, released a bird in Meg's room, our 15-year-old's, about to be 16-year-old's room. And <laughs> dumb me goes, asks, a live one? Yeah. And yes, it was a live one. Now, this is the same cat that we had. We had a mouse in our house, and our cat just looks at it. Like, hey, you guys going to do something about this? Well, he like, that's knew. your job. Yeah. Like, you, you just looked at it. Uh, she says Meg was up there screaming like she was being attacked, I, which I can so see. So the it. bird was alive. The bird was alive. The cat brought a live bird in. I let her out at like, I don't know, 5 5.30 this morning and just like, whatever, go outside. And I guess she came in through the dog door with a, somehow not killing a cat, a bird and like brought it into my daughter's room like, hey, look what I brought you. Okay, now the, the impressive part of the story is going to be what kind of bird. That I did not ask. See, if it was Maybe. something like a chickadee, I'm not impressed. But if it was like a raven <laughs> or a pelican, I'm really going to be shocked. I would be really impressed if it was a pelican because you don't <laughs> see many of those. Well, you never know. <laughs> the ocean's pretty close. <laughs> actually we do have pelicans here i think i've seen one some on my bike rides i believe i've seen some they look like pelicans i don't know <laughs> they look like big birds bigger than what i've seen usually around here it's probably a heron what do they look like like a heron <laughs> <laughs> pelicans have like that big like bucket bucket beak. yeah i didn't think that oh okay maybe it was a heron I don't know. do i need to pull the card out and ask yeah. you so i'm asking okay here we go. I'm pulling out a question from Hello Stranger. Oh, I gotta get my glasses out for this. Oh, one. it's a wild. It's card. a wild card. Oh gosh. Is this uh, what does this mean? It's just more work. Oh boy. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Think of your favorite brand of cereal. On the count of three, say your answers out loud. This is for both players. Mm -hmm. Okay, so ready? Wait. Your favorite brand of cereal. Favorite brand. Okay, how about favorite type? I can't no. think of a favorite brand. I guess it'd be like Kellogg or Post. -O. No, I could say like the name of the cereal. Okay, fine. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Three. I'm embarrassed of my answer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two. One. Raisin Bran. Grape nuts. <laughs> oh, grape nuts are great. I love grape nuts. The box is too small. 
And uh, the cool thing about grape nuts is you could you can patch things on the wall. You could patch the you could patch your deck with grape nuts and have a filling breakfast all at the same time. I, I, my current is ego. I really ego cereal. Yeah, like I'm five. Um, it's really good, but. Grape nuts for my whole life has been my favorite. Grape nuts have been my jam too. I, li- I like them a lot. Half and half and sugar. Oh, now you're yeah. ruining them. Mm-mm. Oh, well, that's how my grandfather did it. And so you, I don't know any other way to eat oh, them I see. and be happy. Yeah. I, I just, it, it bums me out because the box is so small. Yeah. So it's like after like one time at breakfast, you know, and I've done some handiwork around the, the house. I really don't think you're supposed to eat that much at a time. Oh, really? Well, then they need to make bo- bigger I mean, boxes. I it's like then. a lot of fiber. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't just know. Just some advice. You might want to consult your physician. Are those really grapes? <laughs> Are those really made out of grapes? No grapes, no nuts. I, it's nothing. It, what? <laughs> what is it? Gravel? I think it. Maybe it looks like grape seeds. I don't know. No, I've always wondered why it's. You know, it's like I always look at grapes and going, okay, where? No. How did you get the? That's why the box is so small, because you can't get a lot of nuts out of grapes. No. Um, or grape seeds out of... Oh, here's like, your card oh, back. That's yeah. like prune juice. Um, All right. It's already a dried fruit. How, how much more can they get out of that? I don't know. Blood from a stone, I guess. Okay. Do you want one more from level one? Let's do one more from level one. Sure. Okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. Oh. Uh, this is from the game Hello Stranger. Good way to get to know your wingman. Okay, do I seem like more of a creative or analytical type? Well, I was wrong about the cat thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to say my first thought was creative. Because you got, you got very nice tattoos and uh, you're very, your office is very, your p- part of the office is very nice. Seems like you're creative. You're into that kind of thing. You can think on the fly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. What What do you think? What What do you say? I was gonna say I don't even know the answer to this. <laughs> as I'm like overthinking the answer, <laughs> I think that makes me analytical. There you go. But um, I think every everyone is on a spectrum with that. Question. Yeah, I would. I would. I would agree. <laughs> Everyone's on a spectrum on that one. Yeah. Okay, next. Okay, let's see. Do I get a wild card? We're playing Hello Stranger. Good way to get to know your friends. Oh, boy. You could put it back. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll try one more. That was a that was a little bit. I don't know. Tough. Oh, that, oh, that was for me to ask you. Whatever. <laughs> or me. I don't know. Do you think <laughs> I've ever been fired from a job? If so, what for? Um, your first job in high school for smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) That's my guess. Nope, nope. My, uh, I, (laughs) yes and no, I was fired. I already had another job and they're like, I just want you to just leave. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Peace out. So that was, that was it. I got fired from Sonic, my first job, because I don't know how to roller skate. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they hire you then? Shouldn't that be part of the the enrollment application? They asked me, and they thought I would just get better, and I didn't. (laughs) 
I can't imagine roller skating outside. That cannot be easy. I'm just not coordinated at all. <laughs> all right, here we go. Level two. I think we're getting a little harder with Hello Stranger here. Yeah, I think it was just, uh, I worked over at Merritt's in Fenton. Everybody, everybody knows where that's at on 44 going out towards uh, Target. We worked for, or not Target. My first job was Target. This is after I got out of the Army. I worked for this marriage company, and then I got a job in radio, and I was like, I'm out of here. Mm. So, and they're like, yeah, why don't you just leave? And now you're here, living the dream. Yes, right. That's right. Okay, when you're asked, how are you, how often do you answer truthfully? Zero? <laughs> That's what, you know, I, I think I heard about that uh, with Europeans, they, or I think it's Europeans, people in Europe, I don't know. You know, those are people from, those are Europeans. You're really good at words. <laughs> really, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. This is true. Imagine that. I'm really good with words. Not really. Um, where was I at with this? They hate Americans because <laughs> you ask, they ask you, they don't like the way that we greet each other because mm -hmm. we say, how are you? And it's, but we always answer the same way. Mm-hmm. What about you? you? I never say, well, let me see. What do you want me to start? You know, nobody wants to hear that. That's true. Um, well, I want to hear it for the record mm -hmm. if you're listening and I ask you, I genuinely want to know how you feel. Um, but I also assume that nobody has the time <laughs> or, um, or compartmentalization. You know, it's like I don't want to think about how I'm feeling, so I'm just going to mm. say I'm fine. Um, Depending on who it is, I might start with, eh. And then if they're like, oh, then then I'll get into it. But typically it's like, yeah, another day or yeah. <laughs> if it's bad. Right. Um, if, word of the wise, if I'm ever just like, I'm fine. I'm, no one's fine. Uh, no. My mom loves the, uh, that fine is an acronym. Freaked out, insecure, uh, nervous, and emotional. And... Uh -huh. um, Actually, I think she says neurotic, and I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, but <laughs> uh, just no one's ever just fine. I would agree with that. I, I think I think that's pretty. I don't know. Mm, I guess that's true in a way. I mean, I definitely feel like there's moments where you're just like flatlined, and you're just see that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where it's like, eh. but yeah. but but. We're not alive to be flatlined. So, you know, if we really thought about why we just are going through the motions that day, you know, it's fine. But <laughs> if you could be jumping off the walls and, you know, beaming with joy, you know. That would be that would that would that would be boring if you did it every day. So that's why you have to be fine sometimes. Oh, I 100 percent agree. Yeah, you couldn't do it every day. Wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't be possible. Yeah, all emotions are good emotions. Okay, what's next? It's your Is turn. Is it my turn to choose? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Not looking, looking, playing Hello Stranger. Here we go. All right. I got to get the old glasses out here. Red on white. Not a good combination <laughs> when you're uh, almost colorblind. Uh, if you have, uh, if you have, when was the moment you realized you weren't invincible? Hmm. I don't know. I wasn't invincible. Hmm. 
Like when I got hurt or something? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, like you were like, oh, I, I am not in this is this is true. I'm not invincible. I, I don't know if I could think of an exact. Well, uh, I don't know. I got hurt a lot uh, growing up and like falling or uh, my dad was always in and out of the hospital and like constantly in surgery and stuff. And then oh he, he comes out and he's like mowing the lawn, <laughs> you know, and so I was like. Oh, it's not that bad, even when it's that bad. And so, uh, I don't, I feel like it must have been something recent then. (laughs) I don't think I learned it very young. Really? Uh, Yeah, my dad's a champ. I think maybe for me, oh, I was trying to teach, do you know those like big domes at the playground? Yeah. They're like, it's like monkey bars, but if they were bent. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to teach a friend. I was like eight. I tried to teach a friend. Um, I was really good at walking across the dome with no hands. Wow. Yeah, really impressive. It is. And so I was trying to teach her and I slipped and fell and my tooth went through my lip. Ouch. And I had to go to the ER and get surgery. Or not surgery, uh, stitches. Hmm. I don't give ever. That's how many stitches did you get? Just like one. Oh, is that all? Yeah, you can't even see like a scar unless I point it out. Really? Um, yeah, so. Did you, get, did you keep your teeth? Yeah. Did your tooth fall out or did it stay in? Really? I, I mean, I was eight, so I don't know if, what, did, I don't know when you lose you teeth. Lost, you would have lost your tooth anyways. I mean, so it wouldn't have been a big deal because you would have got your yeah. adult teeth probably coming in soon around that time. But it's it's mixed feelings. So my dad was trying to carry me because I have a bloody face. My dad was trying to carry me back to the house, but he had just had back surgery and I knew the doctor told him he can't carry more than 50 pounds. Now I'm eight, but I'm pretty sure I was more than 50 pounds. No idea. And I told him, Dad, I can walk. This is going to hurt your back. So it's like <laughs> I'm not invincible, but um, my my pain doesn't have to like override someone else's pain. And so I don't know what that is. So you're saying maybe in eighth when you're eight years old, that's when you realized I'm not invincible. Maybe I'm trying to figure out when I figured out that I'm not invincible. Probably that time when I was sliding down the hill in old High Ridge, Missouri, and uh, on my uh, my new uh, snow snow uh, you know what do you call those sleds? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> On my sled, and I slid, slid on my sled into my neighbor's uh, mailbox. That was mm. awesome. That was fun. So that's probably when I figured out that I'm not invincible. But here's the thing. You're still here, and I'm still here. So this is true. I've still yet to seen proof. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. I mean, you know, I haven't come close to death yet, I guess. So okay. I guess we're okay. <laughs> Level three? Level three. Okay. We only asked one in that one, I think. I don't know. That's fine. Okay, level three. What am I most qualified to give advice about? What are you most qualified to give advice about? Mm-hmm. Ah, boy. It doesn't have to be about my job. But that is your job. Mm. And it's solid advice. Mm. And airmen and family writing this. That's why you're in that job. Because you have that, you can, you just have the information that we need. So, the advice. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, 
I don't know what advice exactly, but just being able to go into the to your room and maybe just into your office and just calm down for a minute or just take a deep breath. That's uh that's you can call that advice. You're giving us that space. You avoided the entire question. <laughs> I think I forgot about the question my time I got into it. <laughs> What type of advice do you think I'm most qualified to give what as a person? What advice do I think you're most qualified to give? <laughs> Life advice. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a hard question okay. to, to answer. But you give advice all day long over next door. That's your job. That's true. Um, but to be fair, the third level is reflection on the conversation. Oh, I forgot what the third level was. See? Refle- um, you um, are very analytical and you <laughs> like dogs. That's not So you can give ref- you can give advice. You're fired from this question. Oh boy. You're doing I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Next. All right. Uh, what question were you most afraid to answer? Okay, so this is where <laughs> I see. Now I get the game. This okay. is, uh, what is this? This is called Hello, Stranger. This is the reflection card. Yeah. Oh, am I, I'm, I'm doing this again? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, what answer of mine made you light up? Hmm. Um, it technically wasn't your question, but the story about the cat was definitely appealing. And to be fair, I don't hate cats. I didn't say you hated cats. Well, I did in my tone of voice. Oh. So I don't hate cats. I've just never met a cat that I like. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean. I'm never around cats. Right. But like, I mean, how often do you see cats and you get to have a conversation? They are hard, hard to have conversations with. That's so true. So they are very hard. They're very obtuse. They're very, uh, I don't know. They're, you got to watch them. Cats are sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. October um, also is Disability Awareness Month, um, and it's also American Filipina Month. So um, each month also there's there's just tons of information to just keep learning. Uh, so please... Please make yourself more aware of um, our temporarily able bodies and that we can all be susceptible to disabled uh, lifestyle at any time, invisible or physical. And uh, just pay attention and have empathy. All right, Keely, one more thing before you go. Okay. All right. Oh gosh. You know it. You are the purveyor of dad jokes. You got to give us one. Okay. What, do you, what do you have for us? What do you have for a dad joke? Um, what do you call, all right, what do you call twin brothers, wait, okay. I did that wrong. Okay. What do you call vampire twins? I don't know, what do you call them? Blood brothers. Did you Okay. That button is so, this feels like they're laughing at me, not with me. Oh, they're laughing. They're <laughs> laughing with you. They're, they're, instead of having me laugh, I figured, because I sound like an idiot when I laugh on the air. 
That was the most passive aggressive laughter I've ever heard. That was better than the joke. <laughs> All right, Keely Speck from Airmen and Family Readiness. Thank you for stopping by. If you have any questions for her or need any kind of advice, uh, you know, you can give her a call or stop by her office, which is in uh, Building 5000, right across from us here at uh, Public Affairs. Our back, She's out our back door. Uh, you can reach her at 618-222-5734. Make sure you stop by our uh, 126th Air Refueling Wing Facebook page. Find out what is going on in the wing this month. You'll see a behind-the-scenes kind of video version of the October podcast that I just did after Drill Weekend. You might even see this video in, uh, on Facebook. Some of us need to get Facebook so that they can uh, see things of this nature. She's shaking her head. You know, you kind of need it for your job, but we'll, whatever. No. If you want to highlight something in your squadron or what have you, uh, give us a call here at the podcast or at least drop me a line on uh, email. You can uh, email me at brian.ellison.4 at us.af.mil. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Tech Sergeant Brian Ellison.